Welcome to Protect Your Assets Market Briefing. I'm your host, David Hollander, also known as the Sandman. Now let's get started. So first, let's just say there isn't a deal and the, and that's possible. And so if there isn't a deal, first, it's important to differentiate between hitting the debt ceiling and the U.S. defaulting. Practically speaking, the debt ceiling prevents the Treasury Department from selling additional Treasury debt. That's a problem because regular sales of Treasuries are how the U.S. government funds its day-to-day operations. However, and here's the important part, if the debt ceiling is hit and the Treasury Department can't sell additional Treasuries, it does not mean the U.S. is bankrupt or in default. What it does mean is that the Treasury Department then has to ration its existing cash and decide who to pay and who not to pay. So Treasury could pay interest on existing Treasuries, soldiers' salaries, Social Security, and not pay federal workers or federal contractors. The important point is this, hitting the debt ceiling doesn't mean the U.S. automatically defaults on its debt, but it does mean it'll have to direct cash to essential services and payments and not pay less essential services. This matters because it's going to create a huge headwind for economic growth and make the hard landing we've been talking about more likely. Also, the general uncertainty of the Treasury restricting payments would be a headwind on economic activity, obviously. Second, the delay of a paycheck from the federal government to workers, contractors, etc. would cause an even bigger headwind on economic growth. And this is practical And this is what's negative for the U.S. hitting the debt ceiling. And it would be more than just general uncertainty weighing on the overall economy. So the next part of this is, well, what happens to asset prices if there is no debt ceiling deal? Well, we have something to look back on. 2011, you may remember that. And so let's look at that. First, longer dated treasuries performed very well. And if there's a place to hide during the debt ceiling drama, longer dated treasuries was it. The 2011 debt ceiling drama intensified in May of 2011, and the 10-year yield was around 3.2%. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? By the time the U.S. got to the eve of hitting the ceiling, late July, early August, the 10-year yield had declined to 2.7%, meaning the 10-year treasuries rallied. By the market bottom in late October 2011, the 10-year yield had dropped to 1.8%. And if we think about it, this makes sense because regardless of what happens in the next three weeks, no one credibly thinks that interest payments won't be made on 10-year treasury debt, nor that short-term Washington fiasco will materially degrade the creditworthiness of the U.S. government and paper that they produce. So investors are looking at this event as a finite moment in time, almost like a pothole in the road. Yes, if we hit the pothole, it can cause some damage to the car and discomfort to the driver, but it won't derail the entire journey. And bond investors are avoiding this pothole by selling one month treasuries hard right now, the yields over five and a half percent, and buying longer dated debt, and we expect that to continue. So stocks do not do well in a period like this, even if it is resolved at the last minute. The S&P 500 fell by 6% from May through August of 2011 when the drama was really intensified. And then it dropped another 15% after a debt ceiling extension was reached. So the peak to trough decline for the S&P 500 was more than 20% 
from May till October. You can hear the Protect Your Assets Market Briefing on your favorite podcast app or as an Alexa Flash Briefing. Just search for Protect Your Assets Market Briefing. Links to subscribe free wherever you listen are at libertygroupllc.com slash PYA Briefing. The following program is paid for by Liberty Group, and the views and opinions of the host do not represent those of the station or its ownership. Investment advisory services are offered through Liberty Wealth Management, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Legal information provided on the air is not intended to be a substitute for callers hiring their own lawyers to advise them about personal legal matters. The information provided is general financial comment and cannot be relied upon for your specific financial situation. Investing involves risks, including the risk of loss of your investment. Please consult with a financial professional before investing. California Life Agent number 0B48569. You're listening to the Protect Your Assets Radio Network. 